What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. M-S-W Media. Welcome to Teacher Quit Talk. I'm Miss Redacted. And I'm Mrs. Frazzled. Every week we explore the teacher exodus to find out what, if anything, could get these educators back in the classroom. We've all had our moments where we thought, what the hell am I doing here? From burnout to bureaucracy to soul-sucking stressors and creative dead ends. From recognizing when it was time to go to navigating feelings of guilt and regret afterwards, we're here to cut out the gaslighting and get real about what it means to leave teaching. We've got insights from former teachers from all over the country who have seen it all. So get ready to be disturbed. Join us on Teacher Quit talk to laugh through the pain of the U.S. education system. We'll see you there. Well, as you know, we embrace diversity here at the Stephanie Miller Show, and I've never seen so much diversity in underwears as Tomboy X. I got the new rainbow ones. I even got the rainbow shirt. You can use it as a t-shirt or jammies. Fancy? Awesome. And that's a v-neck. It's so pretty. Okay. Listen, it's like nobody took the time to design authentic underwear for strong, independent, right? Comfortable with yourself people like us. Tomboy X did. They created underwear that makes you feel like, you know, this underwear doesn't just fit. It gets me. Yes, I'm feeling proud. So I got the entire pride line. The underwear. I've got the uh, jammies. I've got the t-shirt. Tomboy X since 2014 has been making brazenly unapologetic underwear for all bodies, all shapes, all genders, all sizes, really all sizes from boxer briefs to bikinis, boy shorts to bras. Every pair of Tomboy X is created to fit you and how you see yourself. And they've expanded way beyond underwear too. And with their love at first wear guarantee, you can order risk-free while you find your perfect fit. Discover your inner Tomboy. Let me get you started with my special discount. Go to Tomboy X under the code Stephanie to get an extra 20% off. That's an extra 20% off when you enter Stephanie at TomboyX.com. That's TomboyX.com. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Make home your favorite new restaurant this winter with Omaha Steaks delivered straight to your door. Have you ever wondered what makes Omaha Steaks so good? It's the aging process. Mm-hmm. Omaha Steaks are aged at least 21 days. That's where the magic happens. Try these mouth-watering steaks in the Butcher's Best Sellers package. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter promo code VOICES into the search bar to save over 50% and secure exclusive pricing. Included in the Butcher's Best Sellers package are four iconic Fork tender butcher's cut filet mignons, four ultra juicy burgers, four savory pork chops, four kielbasa sausages, four rich and decadent caramel apple pie tartlets, and so much more. In addition to getting more than 50% off, you also get four more chicken breasts and four more of those delicious burgers for free. For free, free Angela, for free. free. All you have to do is visit omahasteaks.com and type voices in the search bar to order the Butcher's Best Seller's Package today. Mm, save over 50% plus get four free chicken breasts and four burgers. All from the company that's been bringing people together for over a hundred years that's omahasteaks.com type voices in the search bar hi i'm francis callier i'm angela v shelton we are frangela and welcome to the The final Final word the final word with frangela the final word 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 boop 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 that was very jazzy yeah 
Yeah, I was going, you know, more, you know, samba. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of girl yeah. from Ipanema. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, that yeah, had yeah, some, yeah, had some yeah. flavor to it. Yeah. And I feel flavored, so that's perfect. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. We want to remind you that we are coming up on April 10th. And you know what that is, Angela? I think I do. It is the 10th anniversary show of the Sexy Liberal Virtual Tour and the Sexy Liberal Tour in general. Yay! Yay! We have some incredible guests. We cannot talk about it, but you want to buy this ticket. But you've ticket. seen them a lot in entertainment. Yes, you have. And it's going to be, you know what? And what's been fun too, Angela? All on Facebook, all the MOOCs started a new page and they've been throwing out all photos for the last 10 years. And I, every day I go and, and just view them and look at them. It's and it's adorable. just adorable and wonderful. And so we all look really cute. We do. Oh, and I, I gave, I turned in about forty-one pictures yesterday. I know they're amazing. I'm so glad that we could. Like, yeah, it's such a great idea to be able to see them all. So Thank make you sure you so come and, and take part of your ten-year history. Okay? Yeah, go to sexyliberal.com and get your ticket. Yes, and then also go by Patreon, become a Francois Patreon. For those of you who did last week, thank you so, so very much. much. You are quite literally supporting us, and we are ex just beyond grateful. Um, and every time when you become a Patreon. Subscriber, you get what, Francis? Three micro idiots a week. And I'm going to tell what? you something. This is the time. I'm going to tell you, we're, we're healing. Laugh, okay? Yeah. Laughter is the best medicine. And the, mm -hmm. be the best way to get that medicine is to go on over to Patreon and become a, a Frangela Patreon. That's right. If you've ever sent us an idiot story, we are working our way through our stupid stack. Although, because the stupid never quit, it just keeps growing. Yeah. Uh, and that's where you'll hear it. So thank you again. And mm -hmm. if you can, we appreciate it. Yes. Also, make sure that you come on over to our Facebook page on Tuesdays at 1 p.m. And check us out doing uh idiot of the week live streaming so if you want to see behind the, sh the scenes catch us you know setting up talking you can watch us visually go ahead and go on over to our facebook page at 1 p.m and catch us over there also you can get a cameo from frangela yeah that's just a quick little video yeah so you go to cameo and look up frangela and we can maybe say happy birthday to someone or to you or happy anniversary or um tell your kid to go to sleep or maybe what? a pep talk whatever you need whatever you need and always catch us on the third hour every friday morning of the stephanie miller show for the black power hour yes where Stephanie Miller becomes Stephanie Mills. It's a beautiful thing. It is It is like watching a butterfly <laughs> go from a pupa to a beautiful, beautiful butterfly. It's, it, you know, and, every, she, and she does it every week. She does it every week. It's amazing. It's amazing. You, it's you amazing. Have to, you have to watch. You have to go to Free Speech TV or you have to listen to the show. Come yeah. On. You're missing. You're hurting yourself. You are hurting yourself. Uh, so let's get to the bullshit of the week. Derek Chauvin slammed my pen down. That's what you heard. The beginning of this, of his murder trial, which I, you know, it already to even to say, to have to fix my lips to say that we have to put him on trial for murder. Yeah. When we watched him murder mm -hmm. is so sickening to me. And I was telling Angela, she was asking me, you know, when I walked in, how much of the trial was I watching? And I was like, I can't watch a lot of it because it is so triggering. horribly triggering for me. And I'm sure for everyone, I, this is not me as a black person. I think all, all of us. us. It is triggering and angering and disgusting to watch this defense attorney put 
Ooh. George Floyd's character and his person on trial to talk about. I don't let me let me tell you. I'm gonna start here. I'm gonna mm-hmm. start with the drugs that they want to talk about in this system. I'm gonna mm-hmm. start fucking Please there. Start. I don't give a fuck if he was sitting there smoking crack out his fucking ass. That's right. You don't have a right to go up in there and fucking kill somebody. And that's not why they stopped him. Exactly. Nothing, his behavior in no way was indicative of somebody who was having any sort of reaction to any drug. But you know they, what? It was over a tw- an alleged counterfeit twenty being passed yeah alleged we don't even know at this point if that even happened yeah and 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 it is disgusting and i have to say that everybody has a right to a defense i understand that but this i think as a lawyer you have to ask yourself does it have to be you that's right and and how do you conduct that defense because it is reprehensible from from that yeah from trying to uh, act as though the person who's dead is at fault that's right because um, you know what to then blaming the crowd that's right oh 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 you know what? if we get through the, all their the, strategies the, the crowd was yelling uh there were cars in the background oh th- yeah, for like, nine like, and a half minutes <laughs> like the cops you, you mean to tell me that as a police officer mm-hmm that your training didn't train you to deal with people watching and I'm looking at less than 10 people who never get off the curb, who never walk into that camera shot, who never approach them yeah. and, and who are completely composed and simply saying he can't breathe, let him go. And, and yes, people are getting angry and they are saying what and saying, calling the officers, but one guy in particular, Don Williams. But the reality here is I don't understand how the president can call on an insurrection, but I can't call it some, a cop murdering somebody a bum. Right. I'm trying to figure that out. That's the whole right. free speech issue. But on top of it, this is the problem. And this is, it's going to be raw. So if you don't, if you, I don't know how to help you if you're not into raw today. Um, I am, I am beyond rage and where I, with the place that I'm in is that this is not only is it triggering, but I, I try to talk myself back through, remember that week, because what happened is this is the week we learned that the pandemic is a pandemic. Yep. This is the week that on Monday we watch Amy Cooper harass the shit out of Christian Cooper. Right. On Tuesday, we see this video on Wednesday. Everybody's seen the video. Mm -hmm. This, this is the, we have gone through as a nation an incredibly horrible, bizarre, crazy year. And and this is another example of something that was of could have been avoided. Absolutely. And these are not tornadoes. These are not the the four hundred thousand we have and we're gonna get to all of these topics, but it's like so I go back to that and I'm like, what we saw you want to sit here and say, and I thought the prosecution did an excellent job in their opening statements. They were like, believe your eyes. Yes. Just believe your eyes. That's right. That's all you have to do is believe your eyes. But the thing is that I don't have faith in that. And because you know why? You know, because at the end of the day, what is actually on trial, even more than Derek Chauvin, is white fucking supremacy. Absolutely. White supremacy is on trial here. White supremacy is saying that I don't care what you saw happen in that video mm-hmm. for those nine minutes and 42 seconds, you, you what you, yeah. what you need to re, what you need to realize is, is that what, when we say that a white man is innocent, a white man is innocent mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter who he, if he was killing a black man, then he's innocent. And the black man clearly needed to die. And he needed to die. That is what's on 
trial today. They have already made their defense strategy completely clear. I mean, even as you look at the, the footage and the videos and photos of the incident, now there's no crowd. No. There's no crowd. There's like, at the most, there were like, I think it was definitely under 15 people. But um, it, it's the most, and they literally, it's four cops. Killing a man. Killing a man. And being and having people say to them, what are you doing? Stop. And, and the 911 operator was the first person to testify on the first day of the trial. And she was watching it live stream from a security camera and literally thought her screen had frozen. Yeah. Because nobody had moved. So she and she reported it because it looked like a murder and it looked wrong. Right. She reported, have they called in use of force? Because they're doing it. Um, and it's it's. I get that you have to defend your client, mm-hmm. but. To sit up there and to go into this today, it's Tuesday, we're recording on Tuesday, and I, I was watching this morning, and Donald Williams, who is, you'll see Mr. Williams trending on Twitter, did an excellent job. He's a, a wrestler, or a former like wrestler in college and et cetera, and then sort of an enthusiast, I think. Um, he uh, made an, he did a great job on the stand. He, they've had him on the stand since yesterday. Um, and he was very calm, but they were definitely trying to get him to be angry. Yes. And he literally said to the defense attorney, you're not going to paint me as angry. Right. But he had what, to say that. Because, because that's what he was trying to, he just kept trying to say, well, angry what they, black man. What they, angry they were trying man. to get, they were trying to produce for Fox News, for yep. uh, for Trump's America, an angry black man on the on on the on the stand. Also, is I don't know if you know this. Only one member of George Floyd's family will be allowed to attend the trial in min, in the Minneapolis courtroom because a judge ruled uh, this in the case. Basically, he said he said because of COVID nineteen pandemic restrictions. But the reality is, is that's that that's it. a ton of people in that in that courtroom. No, that why why he gets one? How many people are there for Derek? He gets one. One person too. And, and how many people are there for how many members of the press? I know that exactly. I think there's like two or something. They rotate them in for the pool. Right. But the, the, the reality is they don't want that many sympathetic looking, upset looking black people in the room. No. I don't trust this judge as far as I can throw the motherfucker. They, I mean, Judge and, Peter Cahill, is that like, yeah. like these I'm watching, you know, in watching the rulings on objections, it's just pretty clear to me and his attitude towards even this witness. He was a little snippy when the witness didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I just, you know, here's the deal. We, I, I need this to go right. Oh, I oh, really oh, need oh. this to go right. Well, I tell really you something. need justice to go right here. Well, all, know, bl- you know, all, all of us. I don't know, and here's the thing. When I watched people, I still have the video of people walking down my side street right. protesting. Yeah. Okay? We all need this to go right. I think we all need to see. And that is why I believe that the city put out that $28 million announcement. Because what they were afraid they wanted, of. They wanted you to think this is justice has been done. Yeah, justice. They got some money. We're, we're so money. They get, what, no, that's not justice. That, no, no. Why? We don't get. No. We need, we need to get criminal justice, okay? We need to get justice. Derek Chauvin has to go to prison forever. Because so far, the only one who's had to pay for Derek Chauvin's activities is the taxpayers in Minneapolis. Yep. That's it. Like you or Minnesota. That, that's it. Yep. Um, and, and he hasn't. No. And he's the one who... And these three other cops. And I, and, I, and I get really annoyed by people forgetting that there were three other cops there. You know, who were also on his body. On his body and making sure that nobody stopped them. You know, we're looking at it right now. This is the footage. The alleged crowd is up to four. Yeah. And they're standing on the curb. They never get off it. So um, it's disgusting. It's annoying. Um, I'm, I'm 
completely triggered by it and it's nine and this is the thing the biggest thing that we've really taken i so far i've taken away is that it wasn't eight minutes and 46 seconds it was nine minutes and 29 seconds yeah and that is forever that's forever forever. i want you to challenge try to hold your breath try to hold your breath for a minute yeah and see how that feels that's without somebody people on your body i watched this defense attorney literally go through this whole line of questioning of uh, Donald Williams about wrestling. And I was like, why are they, why are you allowing this? But the whole line of questioning really came down to, he looks at Donald Williams and he goes, so isn't it true though in flow wrestling and the kind of wrestling that you, that you do that, you know, sometimes not resisting at all is the most, that's like the best offense. And he just stops. Donald just looks at him and squints his eyes. And I, you could like, you could hear his thoughts like, no, this motherfucker is not trying to mm-hmm. say that Negroes are more dangerous when they unconscious. Exactly. Like, and that is literally what he's trying to say. Because haven't you ever been unconscious or in a fight? And then when you come back, just fighting the minute you're conscious. Because you people are a threat. Even with your eyes closed. You're That's the, the, the most dead. dangerous thing in the world is a dead black person. You know how we come back to life and fight. Totally. Like, what the fuck? We're zombies now? Like, it's the most, and he literally... One of the things that keeps getting yelled at them in the crowd is check his pulse, and they wouldn't. Yeah, they refused to. They wouldn't. When they tried to get the firemen to do it, and they wouldn't. Yeah. So it's the reality here. And then when he went down this line, I was like, I cannot believe your punk ass is gonna literally sit up here and say, Yeah, that, yeah, and try to say that that. that when black people become unconscious, that's when you really gotta work. That's when, yeah, that's when, <laughs> that's when the danger begins. Oh, now I get why Breonna Taylor is dead. She was unconscious, thereby dangerous. Yep. Like, I, I mean, it is astounding. And and I don't care, everybody, I know that it's hard, but I need you to participate. And I need you to be upset. And I need you to be out here making it clear that we are watching this. Yeah. And it is not okay. No, 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 no. But here we are. So, Amazon is having a union vote today. They're counting it today. They've been voting for the last month, and they're counting it today being Tuesday. Yes. Oh, uh, you're hearing this on Wednesday. So, hopefully by now, we will know. Yes. So, for the first time in seven years, Amazon warehouse workers are deciding whether to unionize, uh, which could give them more say in their hours, pay, working conditions. Union drives rarely make a vote, make it to a vote It in Amazon warehouses and those that have, have failed now in Alabama, which is killing me, you know, everything's happening in the South right now. Um, they have, uh, the opportunity to break this pattern and become the first unionized Amazon workers, warehouse workers in the United States. Okay. And this is 5,800 workers there. Mm-hmm. And this is, uh, in a city called Bessemer. Yes. Yeah. It's a small industrial city outside of Birmingham. First of all, industrial city. That's mm-hmm. just like a company town. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Where people get to abuse and use you however and make the rules however they want to. Okay. But it could kick off uh, more Amazon warehouse unionization er- uh, efforts around the country. And I think that's very important because right now we are all participating in making Jeff Bezos rich and needing to utilize Amazon because we- that's all yeah. we do is get packages and i don't care how much you want to avoid amazon you will be getting some shit from that bitch at some point 
Okay. Yeah, it's such an interesting because they talk about how they they raised the wage uh, $2 an hour um, at the start of the pandemic. Uh, it was a short-lived policy that many workers wanted returned from their base power, their base pay. Um, union advocates, this is interesting. They said, you know, Amazon keeps saying that their, their workers don't want a union. I, it's weird because they just spent a month voting. But anyway, um, they don't want a union. We'll learn that in a moment. But advocates have pointed out that Amazon has a uniquely high turnover in an industry that already churns through workers. So think about this. Counting all Amazon Whole Foods employees, the company had to refill positions at a rate of more than 96% between March and mid-September of last year. That's 100% turnover. That's 100% turnover. That means it's a shit place to work. That's right. That's what it means. Yeah. <laughs> workers have like, faced possible COVID-19 infection, long hours, hours fulfilling online orders. In the meantime, so the workers are, are on the floor working hard dealing with COVID, overworked, working 10 hour and more sh longer shifts. But in the meantime, Amazon has made hefty pro uh, made profits in 2020, Record. which which ended the, with the company growing its net sales over 40, almost 50%, you guys, over in 2020, bringing in $125.6 in the fourth quarter. The, uh, I'm going to say it again. $125.6 in the fourth quarter. That wasn't last year. Nope. And they got, nope. they're going to question whether or not they should have a union. It's disgusting. When is enough enough? You know, it's, it's, it's just disgusting. So, um, I really hope that, that it goes through and I hope everybody unionizes all over the country because yeah. I do feel like that given the way that Amazon has operated in the, the resistance and by resistance, I mean the active, um, threat it, threatening and harassment yes. that they have used to try to keep people from voting on unionizing. Given that, it wouldn't surprise me if they closed that warehouse. Yeah, yeah. If it voted yes, mm -hmm. that that because they, they can, you know, like and it's and we have to we have to remember and we're gonna talk about this more and resist. We do have power. Yes, you know that we aren't exactly utilizing at all moments yeah um and and that's something we need to be there to show your support for uh people getting a fair wage and having a safe work environment which shouldn't be controversial yep 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 also uh let's talk about georgia's new voting law because i don't think we can get a chance oh you mean jim crow 2.0 yeah girl Mm -hmm. where you can't give a bottle of water to somebody standing in the hot sun or food to somebody, or you can't do souls to the polls. They don't want people. They don't want you to go to church. Nope. America, a Christian country. According to these people. According to these people. Yep. They don't want you to go to church and mm -hmm. then leave church and exercise your, your American duty and right and go to the poll. They don't want souls to the polls. That is reprehensible, Angela. Well, this is the thing. When, and I watched Michael Steele uh, the other day, yesterday, uh, Monday, on, um, I think it was on uh, the readout, um, basically saying, okay, do you know what I did when I was the head of the RNC? Mm. He's like, we pushed for all of these to increase absentee voting, to increase because our base is older, our base. And that is how we've been able to win elections because what we did was we made sure that people didn't have to go in to vote. Mm -hmm. So what you see now is Republican Party trying to dismantle all that when 
people who aren't elder, older white people, when black people or brown people or anybody but their base starts yep. to use it, and well, now we don't want it. So they're trying to get rid of it. And it's, it's, it's gratuitous. It's disgusting. It's quite clearly a voter suppression bill. And what even makes me more angry about it is that they are literally trying to act like it isn't a voter suppression bill. Exactly. Like they're lying and talking about how it keeps, it protects the vote. Well, again, what are you talking about? Again, and then other states are adopting the most draconian measures from it. Absolutely. Like, and trying to put it in their bills, like no giving people water. Let me explain to you what I will do. I will get a truck with a hose and I will go up and down that line. Totally. And, and, and maybe I can't hand people water. Could I drop one near them? Fuck these people. Black Motor, uh, Black Voter uh, Matters filed a, loss, a lawsuit against uh, the Georgia officials. And this is a quote from them. When Kemp allowed the passage of the SB202 bill last week, he made an intentional decision to suppress black voting power. Okay. Uh, and it goes on to say, uh, with a pick, he goes, when Governor Kemp signed into law SB202 last week with a picture of a plantation on the wall behind him, he was championing the Jim Crow era policies of the past. This bill, which severely restricts voting access statewide, comes after black voters de uh, delivered unprecedented comes after black voters delivered unprecedented turnout in last year's election with record breaking participation. Okay, mm -hmm. with absentee and early voting. And just to just, you know, to reinforce what you just said, what he said, it's very, very, very important that this we stop this here. We stop. We draw the line because they signed this. This was signed. And, 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 and we go after this. We have to go after this. Otherwise, you won't have a you won't be able to vote. White people, brown people, nobody. Right. There will nobody. be nothing. It'll be the rule of a of a tyrannical, racist, sexist, That's right. um, anti-trans, homophobic, you know, xenophobic minority forever. Because uh that's and that's literally what they're trying to do because this is the thing. The demographics demographics have shifted. And what the, the Republican Party, rather than looking at their agenda, they don't have an agenda right no. now. Their agenda is uh it's stay still. in power. And like, we want to stay in power, yeah. even though we didn't win. And we haven't won in the last, what, nine elections, seven or nine elections. They literally, that is the only agenda. So since they, rather than try to come up with something that might attract voters, they're just going to stop voters from voting. And it, and we can't, there's, there's a lot of things going on right now, but we, we believe we really have to focus on this, this. issue because if we don't, if we don't make it clear that this country will not stand for this, then they will pass these laws. Yep. And they already have. And be clear, Governor Kemp shouldn't be governor right now. He stole that governorship. Yep. And so, so, so that that's already the pro we are we you know we we we, 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 we down the rabbit hole on uh, this exactly we two feet in so um, that's it's really important and it deserves and so you know we're gonna talk about this more but we need everybody to stay focused and be involved in making sure that that we are being clear yeah. with Georgia and with every nation because there are, I think forty three states have bills before them to limit voting yeah um, that we are not going to be okay with that. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky Ooh, warned deep. of impending, do quote, impending doom as COVID-19 cases, hospitalizations, and deaths rise throughout the United States. This is what, and I keep saying this, I think I've said it the last two episodes. Hmm. I'm looking at, even in, on my, this app I have, it's like, it's decreasing, but then I look at the number and it's not. Yeah. 
So they say the spread of the virus is decreasing, but then I look at the R and I look at the transmission rate, and it's it it plateaued for a minute, and then it started to go back up again. Mm-hmm. So I, it's very that part of this situation is continually sort of bothering me. Is that on the one hand, also this I feel like we'd be getting you know we're back to people not getting that a little bit. I get it, we're all tired, but watching Rachel Linsky, if you saw it. It really did. I mean, she was sincere. Yes. She said, let me put down this script and let me tell you that I am terrified. I am scared. I have this sense of impending doom. And that languaging, imagine if we'd had that languaging from the beginning. Beginning. Well, the seven day average for the new uh, daily COVID-19 cases is nearly at 60,000, up 10% from the prior week. Hospitalizations are up to 4,800 a day from 4,600 a week earlier. And deaths have also started to rise again. Walensky attributed the rise to the spread of more contagious, contagious, contagious variants, increased travel, and governors lowering, uh, lowering the restrictions too quick, quickly. And I want to get to that point. Yeah. Let's talk about these governors who are, you know, especially in Arizona, Texas, and Florida, who are killing, as far as I'm concerned, yes. killing their populations by wanting to um, embrace businesses being able to be open. And here's my thing. It doesn't matter how good, how open your business is if people are dead. It's it's such a weird misunderstanding. You, I know you remember this. I remember every time I, you know, I have a problem with, um, I can't let a, I can't let a false narrative stand. Right. So every time somebody said to me over the last year, well, we can't stay closed forever. I go, yeah, we can. Yeah. Because what do you mean? We can't. Yeah. This is a virus. It doesn't care what our economy is like. It doesn't care how hard being about social isolation. It doesn't have a consciousness. It's not sentient. It's a virus. What it does is infect. And that's it. And so, yeah, we could be, yeah, that could, this could be the end of everything. Like that's how it works. Yeah. And this concept that there's ever a time where, to be honest, in my view, we should keep wearing masks no matter what, Mm -hmm. because we, from what every single scientist is saying, this is the first of many more of these viruses to hit us. Well, not the first, but the first one that we felt on this kind of scale. You know what? This is my thing. I feel like we're behaving like this. It's like we were trapped in a in a, a cave, for example, and had a broken bone for weeks and in pain. Mm-hmm. And then so we got rescued and then they set the bone, right? Right. But now you want to walk, you want to sit there and not let the bone heal. You don't want to let the bone set. Yeah, it's time you, to go back out and play ball. What? Exactly. I'm tired. I'm sick of being in this cave. It's dark. It's boring and I, and here's the thing i don't mean to admit mini- i'm not mean to minimize actual real pain that's what i'm saying which is like i'm not paying my rent i don't know about the rest of y'all but i have been that's able right. to pay it you know so it's it's this is pain and there are people who are and and the food lines are still there yeah. and getting worse it is a really but this is why you know we have to focus on helping uh, this administration pass stimulus and relief the relief efforts and a new stimulus and the um infrastructure bill and all these job creation mm-hmm. bills and etc so, but it is reprehensible and i think absolutely criminal to suggest that people should just go back to normal oh, i know um over half a million people are dead yep and and, and we and, had to sit through this past weekend <laughs> A documentary on CNN in which Scarves, you may know her as Dr. Deborah Brooks, although I'm hoping that doctor thing gets taken back. Um, Where we, she literally in this documentary admits that last year she knew 
that what the Trump administration was doing was wrong and it was resulting in deaths. That she's, it's bothered her. You know what? For she, her, she literally said the number for her is the first 100,000 deaths. She's like, we can't, you know, nobody can be held accountable for it. And I don't know that I even agree with that. But she's like, because we didn't know it just happened. She goes, but the next 400,000, those are the ones that I'm bothered by. Oh, are those oh, the, the ones, ones you're bothered are by? Are those scars? the ones with scarves? Because I watched you watched watch you. him say, tell people to put bleach up their ass. Okay. And worse than that, and a, and a light. Remember her, 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 uh, when she, she went on about how great Trump is? That's right. Oh, bitch, you don't get to, no, 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 no. You don't I'm get to change history and talk about you were bothered. I had an uncomfortable phone call. Well, imagine the discomfort of having your entire family die. That must have been really uncomfortable. Yeah. Imagine the discomfort of being in an ICU and on a ventilator till you die and not having anybody who loves you there. Yeah. Here's like, my, here's my her. thing. Here's my thing, too, about you don't get to come back nope. and rehabilitate your 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 history, your participation, who you were, and what you did. Bitch, I saw we you. Watched you, you lucky do it. I don't walk up to you and tit slap you. And thank you. And be clear about this. And I've had this discussion. I believe people were upset with me, if you remember. Like, I didn't think, I thought Fauci should quit. Yeah. I said it. I was like, here's the problem. I watched Dr. Brooks sometimes be on that stage alone. Why didn't she once say, you know what? Just blow it out. Lose your job. Fuck your career. Don't you have any kind of ethics? Like, it's like you just literally, I'm supposed to say, I'm so but sick of this this, this idea. And we I've watched the, the media do it all the time with the Republican Party. This concept of they don't have a choice, right? Like, well, they don't have a choice. She's in a very difficult position. What's difficult well, about well, her position? Exactly. This well, is a wealthy, well-educated woman who is literally got one oath that she is violating on a daily basis in front of us because she's a, for, worried about her career. And, and and what we're supposed to do is now sit here and go, oh, you poor dear. How she difficult. Was, that was hard. How it was hard for you. There are half a fucking million people dead. Fuck you, bitch. And then as you, as you correctly pointed out, at the very least, at the bleach day, Bitch didn't get out of her chair. I'm telling you. Blink. And then a friend of mine was like, well, she had this look on her face. I was like, but if we're counting on the public to interpret looks, like that's not, this is, you, 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 you've got to make an announcement. I don't know why you couldn't stand up right there and go, oh, sir, um, what the president is saying is, of course, he's, he's suggesting that we would love to find a cure as simple as that. Of course, those things are toxic and you shouldn't inject any form of cleaning product into your body ever. Don't do that. Yeah. And I'm sure that's what the president meant. Like, there's a thousand ways she could have handled that if she felt like she shouldn't do what I think she should have done is be like, eh, no, uh-uh, no. Let me be clear about this. It's highly contagious. Everybody stay the fuck home and put on a mask. And, and, and let me tell you something. without a mask on herself. She didn't do any of the things. And let me tell you something. You know who wasn't there for that? When he said that? Fauci. Fauci. Because Fauci would have stopped that shit. But you know why she was there? Because she gave her approval. Oh, Scarves was doing clear. nothing but approving. Fuck scarves. But she made a calculation and the calculation was wrong. She That's thought right. he was going to stay in power. That's right. And I'm going to tell you something. Daddy ain't here to protect you, is he? No. And so a year later, you'd say you were uncomfortable. And then, as far as I can tell, and I watched, I think, all of it. I never saw an apology you from know, her or any of these no. other doctors who participated. No. Not that it, it would have been that great. but And... The idea, this other idea that, well, somebody had to be in the room, that they stood, and I've heard this excuse a lot too. They stayed because, you know, somebody needed to be in that room to art to say, it didn't need to sense. be you. But nobody has testified that she ever did it. No. Nobody has ever, including her. She hasn't said yes. In meeting after meeting, I said, but your sir, everyone, please listen to me. Please, please, you're not listening to me. Uh, we, we need to tell people to wear masks. She, nobody did that. So no. this idea that staying, having that, we need an adult in the room, and I didn't want to, you just stood there and yes, and it all of it. That's right. You did 
did not do the thing that you say is the reason you stayed. Exactly. Nobody has said there was an uncomfortable meeting one day, even once, where Dr. Burks got up and said, you know what, we really need to tell people the truth about this. That never happened. Never happened. But, so let's but, not but, act like but, it did. But, but, Let her use we, that. But what we saw continuously was Dr. Fauci was always in trouble. Yeah. And he, he was in trouble letting for fucking that, And that's why I felt like he should have quit. Like, if they're not going to let, if, you, if you're going to listen to your boss yeah. at that level, then fuck your boss, quit. Like, I just, like, I, that's how I felt about it. That's how I feel about it. There are things that are more important than your career. Like, I don't know, half a million people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to, to finish here, 72% of Americans approve of Biden's handling of the coronavirus pandemic. 72%. That includes... That has to include, numerically, peep the MAGA people. It has That's to. That's right, which includes 53% of Republicans who uh, who also approve of Biden's handling of the vaccine distribution. 53% of Republicans. So I don't, you know what? And here's the thing. And then the other, the other 20, 30% that's saying they don't approve of them, I'm going to tell you, that's just salty shit. Yeah, it is. They just salty, okay? Yeah, it absolutely is. So, so I'm a, I'm a, I, what I need to see is if they don't approve, I, I hope they're not cashing that stimulus money. And I, and I hope you ain't getting no vaccination either. Yeah, but you know both, just like Trump. Just like Trump. Just like secretly Trump. get it and lie about it. That's right. Like, it's, it's just, it's, I can't. And I think that it's really important that we not let people distract us from the fact that we are capable of walking and chewing gum. We are capable of looking at everything and being united. And, and I'm glad I've been glad to see it among the Democrats. And, uh, but, and I think that we can't forget that we are in this together and we are only going to get out of it together. That's right. And that is our final word. And now it's time for resistance. Wrap up. Where we give you an actional an action item, something you can do to stay in the resistance because you are the resistance and you're amazing. Um, we uh, would like you to check out BlackVotersMatterFund.org. Um, there's several organizations that uh, there's a coalition actually in. Uh, in Georgia, um, the coalition, which includes the New Georgia Project, Georgia Stand Up, and the Georgia NAACP and Black Voters Matter, they're calling on companies, including Coca-Cola, Delta Airlines, and Home Depot, to publicly oppose all of this uh, Jim Crow 2.0 legislation and end financial support for lawmakers who are backing it and push for pro-voter legislation instead. And this is how you we can use our economic power to create justice yes. right because so. because yeah these bills as we've said earlier they target and this is their point too they target disproportionately uh and an effect uh historically disenfranchised voters minorities younger voters and the disabled but republicans grip on the legislative and executive branches means that democrats alone can't block them okay so that is why we have to get involved even more from the outside that's right so some of the companies like we said we got delta coca-cola ups home depot a aflac uh there's a the gas and utility electric uh utility giant southern company they're all based in georgia but please you know go to this go to that organizations go to the black voters matters.org and black motors i think it's black voters matter fund.org and and look at you know read the le read all the information and if you can donate money donate money but look at the different things that we can do and one of the things you can do is and i know that they have to they have to look at every letter you send send all these companies letters that's right this is really snail important. mail and email let them know tweet 
Instagram your displeasure and how you will not be buying any more products from them. That's right, because they cannot say uh, certain things, you know, these things that you that Black Lives Matter for, for PR. That's right. And then not stand up for black and brown lives that will be, you know, jeopardized mm -hmm. in this legislation. You can't do that. And they're trying to. And in fact, they've all given, a lot of these companies have given these very tepid uh, statements like, we support voting rights actively because what I need you to do is tell the legislature of Georgia that you'll leave. That's right. That you will move the headquarters of your company and you will no longer do business in that state. That's what I'm talking about. And let and I, I am not exaggerating mm. with what I'm about to say. And mm. you know I'm not, Francis. You can tell people. Mm. I need Diet Coke. I mean, desperately. I have a problem. She has an addiction. I have an addiction. I have a real serious Diet Coke she, problem. She has, a, she has a letter from a doctor, I, I think. I really, it, it is a serious problem. <laughs> and I am telling you right now, I have like two, like 12 packs right uh -huh. at this moment, or like one and a half left. And I told myself, you will not be buying any more Coca-Cola products. And that means, until this is dealt with. Um, and that means, for me, that is... A problem. That is a problem. So you know, we got to fix this. We got to fix, fix this because it's going to affect you yeah. at some point. Trust me when I tell you that I have tried to stop drinking Diet Coke before. It's ugly. And people have begged me to, to do it. It's to ugly, To go back to drinking it. So, but we have to, and the thing that we have to do is you have to let the company know you're boycotting them yeah. publicly and send them letters. Yep. I mean, snail mail works really well. They reply to letters, companies. Mm -hmm. And that, so somebody, they got to take up that stack to somebody and be like, we just got 10,000 letters saying that they aren't going to buy Coke products because of, you know, and mm. this is the thing. Um, go, these companies are huge and they can change legislation. Yep. I'm Francis Callier. I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela. Thank you so much for listening to The, the Final Word. Word. And thank you so much. Continue to please write us at frangela08 at gmail.com and follow us at Frangela Dudo on the social medias. And we want to thank and say we love our amazing producer, Laura, and we love Michigan. Michigan.